What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. Okay, you've seen our guest as part of the Fast and Furious film franchise, but before that, he was disturbing the peace all throughout hip-hop with classic albums like Chicken and Beer and Southern Hospitality. On this episode of the Fatherhoods Podcast, we welcome in devoted father of four and the self-proclaimed South's champion. Give it up for Mr. Chris Ludacris Bridges. Luda, yeah. welcome, man. What up, man? Glad to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Yo, thank you, brother. We, we're looking forward to this, especially just given what you mean to fatherhood, especially lately, like all the all the things you've been pushing for a long time. And now I feel like coming to a head as far as how how seriously you take being a father. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious when that when you kind of decided, like, I'm, I'm gonna go down this path, because it definitely feels like, all right, you, you are in this in this space of being a champion father and promoting you know, those safe spaces for kids. When, when did you make that kind of flip? Yo, I, if you guys are talking about Karma's world, um, or even back to it was, is kid nation or Karma's world come first, which Karma's world came first. So Karma's okay. world is this whole idea was birthed. My oldest daughter who is now 20, by the way, when she was six years old, came to me and said she wanted to rap. She would always barge in the studio and say she wanted to do music. So I had to sit her down and say, if you want to do music, you have to talk about what goes on in your life and in your world. And that was basically education and, you know, morals and trying to understand life, <laughs> you know, in a occasional fun. So you just heard the math correctly. This is 14 years in the making. And so, you know, I, I, I basically have been doing this for 14 years and I was all inspired by my oldest daughter and just trying to think that there's not, as much current good music for kids out there. So I wanted to create a space and be the first one that could have children's music that can compete against what's on the Billboard Top 100 right now. And that's kind of birthed the whole idea. And then animation came later and storyline and now a whole show. It's on Netflix. It's all around the world, 190 countries simultaneously. But to answer your question, this is over a decade in the making, 14 years to be exact. And then from there, I had more kids and that birthed the Kid Nation thing. And so it's a balance, man. I've been doing movies. I've been doing different projects. And the, the only sad part about all this is I kind of put Ludacris on the back burner to get these projects to the forefront. And that's pretty much it. But besides that, man, full-fledged father, all about trying to just enrich and enlighten the new generation. Damn, that's in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's crazy because like I know you're an actor, you're a crazy, you know, lyricist. And it's easy to I always look at actors like, yo, he's probably trying to punk me right now because he's an actor, like he's a professional liar. But everything that you just said was so genuine. Like it's 
sure. It's awesome. Like, yo, you closed your eyes right now when you were saying it. Did you notice? <laughs> I didn't notice, but I know it's coming from a pure place. I'm not here to shuck and jive, you guys. I'm not here to tell any lies. Nah, you know, I know. Man, we got a short time on this earth, man. We don't have time for that. This is the real deal. That's a fact. Yo, let me, I mean, this is probably a great time to um, bring in a question uh, from, from DJ EFN. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who's who's logging in remote right now? So let me let me cue that up. But um, here it is, perfect. Yeah, I hope you, I hope you're ready. This might be a tough one, so get ready. All good, all good. <laughs> so a question that that we ask a lot of our guests, and and you know it's important to to see how someone like yourself, at the caliber of what you're doing and and, and where you're at in your career, how you manage this is. Being a, an, a a proactive father and parent, how do you find the time to be creative? How do you get into that creative mindset? Because I think whether it's a celebrity or a, a career artist as yourself, all the way down to the to the father who who might be a hobbyist in terms of what he's doing creatively, you know, we we find it that. It's difficult to to get in that creative mind space and to and to and to do creative things when you you know you're parenting and you're and you're an active father. So so I'm curious to see how do you approach it and how do you get yourself in that mind space. Yo, so listen, that's a really good question. I have a really good answer. <laughs> By me doing something like the Karma's World show that I, that it, that just came out, it's combining the creativeness of being a father and music together. And that was part of the goal. How can I do something that's not a far stretch from the organic lifestyle that I live of being an entertainer and a rapper, but also trying to be an active father and be here for my kids? These are the perfect answers, the Kid Nation and the Karma's world that are, that are both out right now. It's almost like I use my kids and my family as my consultants on my work and creativity now. I use them to inspire me to do all of this stuff. So that was the genius in me being able to, to make this happen. So it's not that difficult for me to get creative because me being an active father is what inspired this stuff to happen. And your oldest was like an infant when your rap career kind of took off, right? Is that, am I doing the math? Yeah. So my, my oldest, uh, she was born in 2001 so back for the first time came out in the year 2000 so okay. yeah one year after my first album she was born got it so at that juncture of your career like if you take it all the way back right how how was managing were you still on the radio or did you finish finish your radio career at that point i was on the radio uh until 1999 something maybe 2000 so right okay. before the first album dropped because incognito the independent album was out i was still working at the radio station Okay, so you so Karma is born. Now you're a dad. You're in yeah. transition between radio and and you know the the full fledged hip hop life. And you're on the road. Huh? You're on the road. How was it then juggling being a dad and and your career? Oh, very difficult because I wasn't as home as much. I mean, I hit the ground running. Of course, I was all over the place, going crazy. But I was still there as a father as much as I could be, just not maybe as much now. But of course, we've been through a pandemic. Everything has slowed down. Everything's changed. But to answer your question, definitely far and few in between. But, you know, sometimes it's not about 
quantity time. It's about quality time. I made sure I spent the quality time. Dope. So we often over, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we tend to overthink some of these things sometimes because it's when we're having our own conversations, we're like, and we're talking about going on trips, we're like, damn, is this going to fuck up our kids? You know, they're not going to see us for a couple of days. Right. I mean, I'm sure you probably went through all that kind of stuff as well. And did, did you get to a point where you're like, you know, I'm not going to overthink this anymore. It is what it is. And yeah, I got yeah. to a point where definitely I'm like, I'm not going to overthink it because I knew that the quality time that I did spend with her was the, the type of quality time that's going to help make her understand that I was there for her in her times of need during her development process and she knows that daddy's out here getting this paper. I'm trying to make sure everything is taken care of in the household for longevity, for, for, for legacy. So she knows that for sure. How, how do you look at, because you, you got, of course, a 20-year-old. Your younger girls probably don't really comprehend it just yet. But you're a celebrity. There's, there's the assumption of you know being rich that comes with that. How do you look, especially karma, I guess, is the best one to put in this context, how do you talk about like, honey, we not rich, I'm rich. Kind of like what Shaq said recently, right? And and of yeah. course, you're going to share your wealth with your kid. But like, I, I would imagine you're trying to help her establish her own footing. How do you go about that? Yeah, I, I would be doing my kids a disservice if I just, at the time in which they become grown, give them everything. The whole goal is to teach them how to fish. I have the means to be able to educate them much further than what a regular school might be able to do. Teach them about money, teach them about saving, teach them about entrepreneurship, about business, about resilience, about how to be a strong, independent, you know, um, just individual growing up until you feel like you want to make your own decisions in life. And so I think all of that stuff is extremely important. Um, and I just try to give them all of the jewels and all of the the, the, the game that they can have and then let them use it at a certain point for themselves. But to answer your question, I, you know, I, I give hand ups. I don't give handouts. Ooh, that was a bar. That's the next track. <laughs> right. There you go. Do you find, do you find like your kids in the, in their varying ages that they capture that comprehend that however you communicate it to them? Um, if they don't, I continue to reinforce and reinforce it and let them know. My my set my seven year old just asked me yesterday like daddy she was watching uh, television she saw a commercial it's like can you give me this I want to have this and I told her you keep doing your chores and you have a certain amount of money on your credit card and you can get it by yourself you just got to keep working hard and she's seven years old so if that doesn't answer your question then I don't know what else will I'm already on my kids that they have to earn the things that they want daddy's not just gonna buy them everything love that and out of your out of your four kids do you have uh, what's what's the mix? Do you have a boys and, and girls or is it all girls? So I have all girls, man. I'm a girl dad. So okay. it goes back to the first question of, you know, how do I make this stuff happen? I was inspired by my girls. This is where Karma's World, the animation came from. You know, it's about empowering young girls. It's about empowering women, period. And so that's what it is, man. I'm just kind of like listening to what the the most high is trying to tell me. If I If I've been having kids and all four of them are girls, then he's like, okay, we want some powerful women out here. We want even more powerful women out here than there are today. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And how how influential were your parents for you in coming up? And what kind of things did they pass down to you oh, yeah. uh, that, that, that you carrying on and, and embellishing upon? 
my, my parents were definitely go-getters. They were the type of parents that both of them had at least two jobs at the same time apiece. Like my mom was worked for a real estate agent and worked at, she worked at a real estate agent and she also worked at a bank and went to school. My pops worked, worked at like a shoe store and a, he was a manager of a pizza place when they were in college. This is in college. Wow. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just go-getters, man. Just go-getters. And I, I definitely inherited that hustle mentality from them. You, you just said something that happened to me yesterday, actually, also. So my five-year-old daughter, we, we just got, and probably everybody's getting this now, like the Amazon, what used to be like the Toys R Us book with all the toys yeah. and shit, the yeah. gift guide. So she brings that downstairs and she's like, Dad, how much money you got? And I'm like, oh what's the question about? And then she like flashes this thing. She's like, I want this. And she's like, it's one nine, 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 nine. I was like, $200. She's like, no, it's one nine, nine. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, you can't have that. And she's like, Oh, you don't have it. And I'm like, Oh, I have it, but that's not how we doing it. Hilarious. So I had to go through that kind of similar to you, but you're, you're way you got credit card for your kid and chores and shit. This one, I, I'm working on getting her to that level because it's the same thing. Like, it's not about do we have it? We we can get it, but you got to bust your butt for it so that you, you can know. actually earn it. 100%. There's something on Kid Nation. There's this uh, to-do list. There's this song and video on there. And, like, the kids watch it one time because they see that the girls are are working and then you know they get to have a party at the end i remember my daughters watching and it was like they just started doing the dishes i was like what are y'all doing <laughs> it was like we want to we want to make sure that we do our chores so that we can have a party too so you know again this all goes hand in hand with what i'm trying to teach the new generation not only my my own family talk a little bit about kid nation for those that might not be in the know and just i guess the the importance of these safe spaces on online yeah, Kid Nation, safe space. It's a platform and a website. You guys can go check it out. Um, it's all original content, safe music that's enriching and teaching children certain things. And um, at the end of the day, it's like live action, a lot of live action, but there's also animation. But it's like music videos to start with. So that's building the foundation of what it is. But well, we're going to be launching Kid Nation 2.0 very soon. So this is a startup, man. It's it's a new it's a new company. We're on Delta planes right now. So if you go on Delta, go to the kids section and check it out. We're doing all type of partnership deals. So man, just building companies that hopefully one day and one hundred percent will be billion dollar, trillion dollar companies. That's what I'm about. And did you did you? I guess when your kids were coming up, were you nervous to let them go on YouTube by themselves or any of that kind of stuff? Or how hands on uh, have you and your family been with? kind of monitoring where where your kids go and and consume absolutely that's why i have to be the change that i want to see in the world because when we all as soon as we all thought that everything youtube was 100 percent safe you know the news comes out that it <laughs> there might be a snag and you start seeing things that kids maybe shouldn't see or is directing them to different places um and i know that they're working on fixing those things but i just saw that a while ago and i was like i want to create a safe place for my kids to go to so i'm just being the change i want to see man it's that simple. All right. That that brings us to a question actually from our our estranged co-host, Mr. EFF. <laughs> you um like going back through your catalog or your earlier music and, and even stuff that you might do today, is there anything that you worry about your kids, you know, 
checking out or, or, or do you even let them, you know, listen to your older music or, or watch certain movies that you might be in? Is, is anything that's off limits or something like <laughs> kind of keep them away until they're adults? What's the strategy there? And, you know, like for me, for example, I, you know, I'll listen to something that I, I did when I was a teenager or young adult and it's kind of like a little cringeworthy when, when I think of it in the, in the mind frame of being a father. But I'm also of the mindset that, you know, as an artist, you know, you should create without boundaries and, it, you know, nothing's off limits. And I kind of want to instill that in, in my kids, especially if they're, you know, kind of going in the direction of being creatives and, and, and artists, um, which I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be honest with you. But, but if they did, you know, I want them to, to, to express themselves however they feel, um, like however they feel, period. So I'm just wondering, how is it that you approach that? Do you shelter them from some things from your own content that you've created? And uh, how do you, you know, what's your view on that? Yeah, that's a good question, man. They were just watching YouTube videos of, of daddy's videos the other day, which is funny, but we were watching the edited version. So what I try to do is I'm perfectly fine with them listening to content uh, because it creates conversation, you know, um, I'm definitely, you know, depending on their age, there's certain songs that they shouldn't listen to until they get older, obviously, like P-popping or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for the most part, as long as they're listening to the edited versions and not trying to say any of the curse words, I feel like, and they ask me what it's about, I try to explain it to them, you know, because, man, before you know it, our kids are going to be grown. You don't want to necessarily shelter everything from them. You just kind of you just have to do deal with it accordingly to their age group. And it's good to create conversation for them to ask questions because it, it opens up a, a just very, very great line of communication with them. They're a lot smarter than we give them credit for. So, at what age with some of your kids have you had to have or have you felt more comfortable with more adult conversations, knowing that some of the stuff is happening at school? Because I'm my son is nine. And, you know, we've talked to him about some things. He's, he's aware of quite a bit, but at the same time, like when it comes to sex and stuff like that, we haven't really gone down that path yet. They're in like crush mode right now. But I also like hear sometimes some of the stuff that him and his friends or his friends might be talking about. So I know that there's more going on in their own conversations and <laughs> trying, trying to figure out like, all right, when do I want to jump into some of this other stuff? I haven't even had this issue until I'll probably start having it this year because my daughter, like karma. And by the way, you know, I keep saying karma just so that everyone knows karma's world. This show is out on Netflix in 190 countries right now. And the soundtrack is out streaming. So make sure you check it out and listen to it. Definitely. Uh, my oldest karma just went to college. She went to campus this year because last year she was doing school from the, you know, the, the computer because of COVID. And so she's just now really out there in the real college world. So we've had conversations, but luckily nothing too deep yet. Uh, but I'm sure we'll do that those deep conversations will come soon now that she's out in the real world by herself. Are you are you ready? Or are you kind of hoping that this gets prolonged? I've been preparing. I've been I've done as much as I possibly can for as long as I possibly can to prepare her for any way that any guy is going to try to come at her to not be so trustworthy at first, you know, base her own decisions, be very careful, you know, just, just be able to, I've, I've definitely prepared her, you know, I've given her a lot of game. Was she allowed to have boyfriends in, in high school or middle school? Um, you know, the best way to answer that question is luckily she, she hasn't had it so far. So that, 
we haven't had to have that conversation just yet. You a lucky dog, bro. <laughs> yeah, I got Very two lucky. girls, and I'm like, I, I know I can't be the dude that's like, yo, I'm gonna fuck this dude. No, nah, I can't. I can't play that game. But, yeah. but I, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, I hope this gets delayed. I don't want this to have to have you know, because I, I can't be that dude. Because if I start playing that game, I know I'm gonna be. We're gonna have a messed up relationship, and that's not worth it. Yeah, my grandfather used to say to all my mom's boyfriends. He used to go to him and say in their face, he said, listen, if anything ever happens to my daughter, you better come find me first. Because if I come find you, I'm going to kill you. If I have to come find you, I'm going to kill you. I think about that scene in Bad Boys and Martin Lawrence and uh, Will yeah. Smith got the homeboy in the, in the garage and there's a whole bunch of gorillas around. I'm like, yo, we're about to hurt you. My boys and I, that's what we like, yo, when your daughter is ready, yo, we're going to pull that game. I was like, nah, son, we can't, we can't. hundred <laughs> percent. I got, so I got a question, keeping in the theme of like Halloween, since this episode is going to drop right after, um, what is the scariest moment in your parenting journey so far that you can recount? Scariest journey in my parenting. Scariest moment that you've encountered as a parent. Probably my karma when she was, I don't know, maybe 10 or something. I, I had this Belgian Malinois. I have a dog. And uh, we were in the pool for the first time with the, when the dog was on the property. And the dog, I think, was so protective. He thought she was drowning. He kind of nipped at her. She didn't. Nothing bad happened, but it scared the living shit. It scared the hell out of karma. But I had to explain to her that he was trying to save her. He's trying to protect her. He thought that she was drowning. And just seeing her that freaked out, obviously freaked me out. But, it, there, you know, that's it hasn't been anything too bad. That's one of those things where she just realized how much the dog really loved her. <laughs> he kind of nipped like he was trying to help her out, jumped in the pool, came after her, just, went, just wanted to save her because he thought she, was, she wasn't swimming right. So with your daughter going, going leaving home, is this the first time that she's going to be on campus? Is this will yeah. be the first time leaving home? Yeah, but the good thing is she. I'm, I live in Atlanta, and she chose Spelman. So she's okay, okay, away. all right. But still, how do you feel about that? Just not being uh, not going to see her, you know, twenty four seven, or just knowing that she's in the house. How does that feel? Yeah. Listen, all you can do is do everything you can to prepare them before they leave, and then you just have to let go and let God. And so, to answer your question, I feel good. I think she's well prepared. Dope. I like it. Positive. So, I got one final question before we leave. Yes, um, when is the next ludicrous project, music project <laughs> happening? Yeah, it'll be next year, man. 2022. I, I had to put a lot of things on hold for, for this conference world project to see the light of day. My whole goal was to make something bigger than ludicrous. And you guys can mark my word. Karma will be bigger than ludicrous. Mm. Uh, give it, give it some time. If you don't see see it on the path of that now, since it's only been a week and a half, but if you realize that there's Times Square billboards and it launched all around the world, and today I've been doing interviews in South Africa, Mexico, <laughs> you know, London, Canada, we're on the path of being bigger than ludicrous. What better way to create something bigger than yourself than to be something that you actually created and put on this earth? So I, I tell you, so my my. My youngest daughter and I, we watched a few of the episodes so far. And the episode where um, Karma was trying to rap 
Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. She she was at the you know contest or what have you. MC Grills was <laughs> you know the dude. By the way, that's hilarious to me. <laughs> that character. <laughs> Grills is funny than a mug, yes. But I, so I wasn't paying t- as much attention to the episode as I was to my daughter's reaction to everything because I was like, I was like, all right, let me see. Because a lot of times she watches content and the content is like, um, they turn into a zombie, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like she's just yeah. there, numb, and it's just something talking at her. Yeah. She was. I won't say like interacting with it, but you like she would get up and like dance and like she you could see like she was like oh yeah yo her dad just said oh man he, she didn't want to do magic with her father no more like how old is she she's five that's the perfect age bro perfect age that's and, why and, and she's my dope here yeah no nah, and she was like really about it. and so it's funny because you know I was like in preparation for this I was like yo I should at least like check it out and it just came out so we was like yo let's sit down and watch it tell me what you think. And she was all so she kept watching episodes, and I kind of wanted it to be like daddy daughter time for us to watch together. And she she went ahead, but she's talking about karma around the house like she knows karma. And I'm like, that's the goal, man. Listen, that's the goal. You have no idea how great it is to hear you say that. That's what we're looking for, man. So the the sky's the limit, or what's to come for this, man. I just love that it's being received so well. And this is this is worldwide, by the way, not just in US. So I'm I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling great about it. That's excellent, bro. Yeah. Congrats, that's, awesome. man. that's It's so needed. And actually, and, and Kay can attest to this, like one of the reasons why this fatherhood's podcast even started was a conversation that Kay, EFN, and I had three years ago now almost where Kay was having an issue trying to find content for his son wow. that was okay for his son to educate himself, entertain him, and all that. Yeah, not just okay, but also just diverse in nature. Like I right. get stuck with seeing the same thing over and over again. And it's like, yo, where you know, it's a, it, it was a mission to try to find safe stuff, and it's crazy. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So you you basically just took it full circle here with Karma's World. So and Kid Nation. So thank you, man. Thank you, guys, man. Greatly appreciate this. It's been a great interview, man. My first time on the podcast. Hopefully, not my last. Great things, man. Tell EFN I said what up. Appreciate you guys, man. Love, yeah, man. Love, love. Thank you. Appreciate bro. it, man. Hell you take yeah. care. You too, man. All right. Peace. Later. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child.